Welcome to On Deck with Circuit Check. For over 40 years, Circuit Check has been a leading edge provider of custom engineered test solutions to the electronics industry, identifying and innovating new technologies and processes to address the ever changing test requirements. Join us as we share our expertise and thought leadership across a wide range of industries. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and welcome to another episode of On Deck with Circuit Check, a Circuit Check podcast. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the show. We appreciate you listening along to some quality industry thought leadership today. As you're joining us, make sure you're heading to our website, circuitcheck.com. Again, circuitcheck.com. For more information on our technologies, solutions, and services, and for some more Circuit Check content. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations plus notifications when we drop new ones. All right, so for today's episode of the show, what we're doing is exploring top to bottom how to get the most accurate ICT quote possible. For in-circuit test fixtures, lots of moving parts, both figuratively and literally, decide how to best implement the technologies, what metrics to test for, data to analyze, and what sort of partnership will make for seamless design, quote, and integration, again, of an ICT fixture. So we're going to be breaking down that entire process and what really defines a quality one top to bottom. Here to give their thoughts on the strategies for how to get that best ICT quote for your needs, pulling from decades of combined experience, we're joined by Neil Adams, Senior Manager of ICT and Account Management at CircuitCheck, and Joe Prohoda, an Account Manager at CircuitCheck. Neil, Joe, great to have you all both on. How are we doing? We're doing good today. Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to both of you for joining us, taking some time to share your thoughts on this process. It's a very important one and one that, uh, you know, when with the, working with the right partner uh, can be done, you know, very seamlessly and in a very focused and proactive way. Uh, but of course, that strategy has to be there and we got to get everyone on the same page. So that's what we're doing with our conversation today. Hopefully our audience walks away here with some actionable insights. So what I want to do first is just lay the groundwork, redefine some of the basics so we're all on that same page. So as a quick refresher, Neil, Joe, uh, can y'all share with our audience what is an ICT fixture and which industries traditionally run with ICT fixtures? Give us that overview. Okay, let's let's discuss what is in circuit test or ICT. In circuit test is a, a test that's happening right on the manufacturing line as the components, right after the components have been soldered on the circuit board. And when you think about the words in circuit test, what does it actually mean? We're actually testing that printed circuit board's components to make sure the component value is there, the components are present, and they're in the right orientation. And then there's some, some other tests that we could test. But the main driver behind that is, are they manufactured correctly? Do we have the parts soldered in place and on the right orientation? And there's a lot of other things, and Joe could tell you a million things that we test. But let's not get into that right now. So what we need to do is we need to analyze that printed circuit board what circuits are important on there, if there's any history from the past 
of failures or known known issues let's test that during the ICT test let's test everything else too that we can possibly test LEDs check through connectors speakers microphones all the different components that happen to be on that printed circuit board we can do some sort of test to ensure that the board is manufactured correctly from the get-go and some of those manufacturing flaws as I mentioned earlier could just be we have the wrong component real loaded in the manufacturing process but uh, so what tra what traditional customers do we serve we have Milero we have uh, telecommunications medical and uh, what's the other ones that we have uh, uh, controls and you automotive right right automotive and controls uh, so we, we got a, I think like five different uh, customer groups that we serve and we do it very well um, so we've been doing this about 40 years and we've got a really good reputation at how we do this no I would agree with Neil I think um, the important thing about ICT is it's it's very it's done very early in the manufacturing process um, if you look at the overall scheme of how a circuit board is manufactured, packaged, um, possibly sent to an end customer, the farther upstream you can catch an error, the cheaper it is to be able to fix that error from a um, uh, uh, from a repair standpoint. So the the farther down the line if that error or that circuit board is failing say in a functional test or an uh, end of line test the more expensive it is to um, uh, repair or track the error. Sure. So uh, thank you for laying out where in the manufacturing process an ICT fixture sits. I'm curious how it fits into a larger ecosystem of testing technologies, though. Uh, break down that dynamic, sort of where it, uh, again, fits into that process, but in relation to other testing processes, uh, what does it replace? You know, when is it brought into a process to, uh, you know, cover for where others miss the mark? And where does it exist in conjunction and create some synergy in that broader ecosystem? Well, if you think about uh, what the printed circuit board looks like, and let's let's say your your home has several different circuit boards located throughout it, let's, let's just go to something simple. If you have an, a Nest um, thermostat on the wall, if you break it open and look at the inside of it, well, first you got to break it open. It's got a circuit board in that thing. Now, do you think it's easier to test that circuit board when it's still on the production line with all the components and piece parts and that? So we try to test that right at that level of manufacturing before it's packaged or moved further down to, down the assembly line. Because as, as Joe said, fault isolation. Where can I find the faults the soonest and the quickest in the manufacturing process? So when it's still in the, bear, in the, in the board format, I wish I had a board to, to show, but when it's in that format, that's when you can get the solder and irons, the repair people working on that, replacing the parts, correcting what's happened, then place it back into the ICT uh, test system to test it one more time. But as I said, that nest, once it's all built up and you have the faces and the, and the assembly all assembled, now to troubleshoot that is going to be very, very expensive. So what we will try to do is get it, get the test 
the fault's called upstream, where it's the least expensive and least handling time to repair that printed circuit board. And at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, if we have an issue with componentry or a, or a manufacturing process issue, we can correct that almost immediately. Uh, typically, a board, if three boards fail on the assembly line, we'll go back and a red light will show up on the uh, test equipment that we have an error. Uh, let's check into why we have the repeated errors. Um, and uh, I, th I think that's the big thing, the fault isolation upfront before it gets into functional test, before it gets into a, the systems test. Um, Joe, anything to add? Or uh, e e Yeah, just in-circuit test or test in general with um, a lot of the uh, 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 quality requirements that are out there, such as ISO 9000. A lot of customers demand that their products are tested and 100% verified during the manufacturing process because issuing a warranty, as Neil had uh, suggested with the Nest or Amazon Dot or uh, your flat screen TV, issuing a recall um, or warranty can be very expensive for an end user. So the the more thorough tests that can be involved in the manufacturing process, uh, the more guaranteed that a customer uh, can be that their product uh, meets their quality requirements. So, um, and just to kind of add with ICT is what a lot of customers do and, and what we see a lot of is they try to, because in-circuit test is so valuable, um, the farther upstream you can do it, they and due to the fault isolation of the nature of in-circuit test, what they try to do is they try to combine different levels of, say, a functional or a block diagram test of the circuit board in in-circuit test. And there's several different technologies that CircuitCheck offers, such as dual-stage fixturing um, through connector testing and so on and so forth that allows us to overcome some of the challenges at in-circuit tests, such as test access, um, speed, and so on and so forth. So um, I guess the uh, takeaway to bring from this is that the more tests at in-circuit tests you can incorporate, such as maybe some flash programming, device programming, um, you know, aspects of your functional test at in-circuit test, the more valuable and um, uh, more return on investment you have with in-circuit test. Well, I mean, it really sounds like investing in an ICT fixture is a proactive investment for your entire manufacturing operation uh, and really for the uh, life cycle and production cycle of any uh, piece of hardware. Uh, but I'm curious, are there any use cases where bringing an ICT fixture into that testing ecosystem is basically invaluable, right? Where the, the opposite, where not having that ICT fixture uh, creates major domino effects, whether financial or supply chain related. I guess, you know, use case scenarios where um, it's a worst case scenario, right? And you need that ICT fixture. I'm, I'm just curious how that manifests per different industry. Uh, yes, I've I, I've had personal experience um, with with my experience as uh, as an account manager and an in-circuit test engineer um, over the years where customers, they haven't want to invest it into ICT. It's too expensive. They don't see a, 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 a value add. And then you might go into a storage room at their contract manufacturer and see piles of boards that have failed functional test and um, 
the customer will walk in and and what are all these boards doing in this in this bone pile and you know they didn't want to invest in in circuit tests and that's what you're left with is you know boards that can't be troubleshot which would and troubleshooting a board at in circuit test is much easier than at a functional level I, I think you're exactly right, Joe. I know when we've walked into cases where they haven't done in-circuit test and they do have that large, what we call a bone pile of dead boards, that's that's a lot of inventory that these companies carry uh, that they can't sell because they have to have known good boards. Um, along those same lines, it's also helpful to design the circuit board for test. And what do we mean design it for test? Uh, and have net access to most of the components on that printed circuit board because you can you can run an in-circuit test but only test 40 percent of the components on it and still have a pass but that still means 60 percent of the components haven't been tested so a thought process from the very beginning uh, with the OEM when they design the board they need to have a set of uh, parameters that they use religiously that we have test access either top bottom through a connector uh, so we can test everything in in circuit where it's much quicker and the uh, repair cycle is much faster uh, and it also at the same time we can joe i don't know whether they do but you can almost prove out the design of that circuit board by doing the initial in-circuit test to make sure that they have the traces to the right locations they haven't uh have have some design snafu that suddenly bites them yes um what you're deferring to neil or what you're referring to neil is you know what we would call a design for test analysis and basically when a customer decides um you know we have a new product coming out or we have a new product line coming out and say there's eight or ten circuit boards that needs to go into a, a a server rack or a network component of some type what they will do is they know this product line is going to be rolled out in 18 months um you know the marketing department they've they've seen demand for this um the engineering team you know they're designing this product and they know that they have rough designs for these six eight ten circuit boards whatever it may be this process might start a year in advance where they have initial designs they're starting you know npi builds and they know that they need to do in circuit tests so what they will do is they will come to a a partner like circuit check um for a design for test analysis and and what that involves is analyzing the data analyzing you know test access and um the partner coming up with a plan to test this printed circuit board and working with the design teams where they might not have access um you know their topology might not be set up correctly for you know test technologies such as boundary scan um jtag and um stuff like that so i think the important takeaway is that the earlier in the design process um that a dft can take place in um what that allows is when they are ready to build these boards they've selected a contract manufacturer or they're going to an existing um, contract manufacturer there's that you know they have a plan in place for the best possible in-circuit test i mean what you're breaking down sounds like a very holistic process uh, and not just you know a, a transactional relationship here where 
uh, a customer reaches out, gets a fixture installed that matches their specs, and then we're done. It sounds like it's a uh, more detailed, in-depth process. So I'm curious if uh, you're able to draw some distinctions for our audience here between an ICT project, a traditional ICT project, and one that is more turnkey, right? What actually defines this whole process as turnkey, front to back? Would you define your process as turnkey? And I guess just draw those distinctions for us. Uh, yeah, so um, I think what would define uh, a turnkey project as opposed to just a fixture project is um, an OEM or a contract manufacturer has decided that either they don't have the knowledge or they don't have the bandwidth to be able to do the upfront test development and design for test analysis themselves. They would then partner with um, a company like CircuitCheck, uh, you know, to do their DFT analysis or contract us to write both the software and the hardware, as opposed to just a fixture project where they've decided that we have the bandwidth, we have the knowledge, um, and we are just going to procure a fixture from um, uh, from CircuitCheck. Neil, any more thoughts on that? Well, you know, the the earlier we get into the process or that they they work with the design for test, the better. That way we can look at how the board's laid out. If it's a system with five to seven boards in it, they can look at how do we test this particular board in circuit? How far do we go with that test? And beyond that, they look at what do we do with functional tests and how does it interact with the uh, systems test? So we need to look as 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 Joe says, uh, holistically here, uh, we plan on testing this during in-circuit, this during functional, this during the systems test. So we can do a couple things. We can streamline the process to get it through the system faster or the manufacturing cycle faster. Second thing we can do is reduce the costs. We re reduce the cost by let's test this here, but let's not have the duplicity during the functional test or the systems test. If we test it here, we know it's tested that it checks the box off so we can make the functional test uh, perform faster and be more thorough. And then the systems test, everything is tested prior to the systems test. So that should be like a 99.9% .9 pass yield for that particular one because we've done our job up front. And we all know that it's more expensive to take that printed circuit board out and repair it once it's all been assembled. So we work closely with our customers to provide the whole holistic view of testing. And that's something that's very important for speed and economy. And when we say speed, everybody has a certain ship date that they have to get a product to market. That's what we work with very closely with our customers. Uh, just to kind of piggyback on to what Neil was saying, it also depends on the industry um, that's out there. So if you have a, a mill arrow or a defense company that they know in, in five years they have a new, uh, take the Joint Strike Fighter, uh, the F-35, for example, that that's been a decades-long process um, uh, getting that up and going where, you know, uh, the contractors that have worked on the F-35, they've spent years um, to get that um, up and going. And, and all along the way, there's been designed for test analysis for the circuit boards um, and stuff like that, where a market such as automotive that has a very quick time to market, that design cycle is really shrunk down. And the important takeaway is that circuit check has worked in all industries um, to be able you know, to work with the timeframes that are allowed. If you had to qualify the effect 
of uh, running with a turnkey project versus a traditional ICT fixture. How does this impact the quality uh, of the project? Are, are there any specific areas where you uh, feel it the most, where the customer feels it the most, and what is the net effect in your view? It's a good question. I, th- I think the thought process of when we work on a turnkey, we can we can look at physically what's possible for that ICT test. Uh, and between looking at the physicalities of manufacturing that test fixture and what's being tested electrically, we can come up with different scenarios uh, on how to perform that test, whether we use a side access unit probe from the top uh, or as, as Joe says, why don't we just use a JTAG or boundary scan testing uh, to to help augment the test. Uh, when you look at an ICT test, it's just not a singular test. There's multiple tests that happen during an ICT uh, test, and Joe can expound on that. But the more we pack into it, the more thought process into it, the more thoroughly that board can be tested, and the likelihood of downstream uh, errors and failures are greatly diminished. And that's the big thing that we need to do is diminish the uh, downstream uh, faults that are found. Uh, there's certain mission critical uh, circuit boards in the industry. Uh, you look at Milero uh, and medical uh, telecommunications, mainly network telecommunications. Those are mission critical type of circuit boards that you don't want to go down during uh, any of the any of their usage time. So it's it's super important that everybody take the design for test, take the in circuit test very. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an important process, and the better we do at the front end, it's going to be less expensive at the tail end uh, during the tail end of the manufacturing and test and assembly cycle, too. No, I would agree. I think it's, it, it's an important takeaway is that there's different levels of in-circuit tests. So you, you have um, uh, a fixture-less in-circuit test, um, which would be called a flying probe, for example, um, and then you would have an actual in-circuit test, a full-blown um, ATE test, um, and then you would have like a manufacturer's defects at an, uh, analyzer. And there's different levels of test with each type of in-circuit test, if you will. Um, and there's advantages and disadvantages to both, where um, a good overall um, in-circuit test strategy is to use a full-blown ATE-type test that allows for um, unpowered testing, uh, vectorless testing, um, powered testing, and a lot of them you can also do device programming um, along the way, flash programming, in-circuit programming, through connector testing, um, so on and so forth. Some of the disadvantages of, say, a, a flying probe or a fixtureless test is um, throughput. Um, you know, flying probe is a, a good sanity check, if you will, to prove out designs during like an NPI process. Um, where it's not a good fit is when you roll out manufacturing and you need to ship a thousand units a month, 500 units a month, your bottleneck is going to be that fixtureless in circuit test. <clears throat> and it's also much more expensive than a, a typical in circuit test. And, um, they all have their place. A manufacturer's defects and analyzer that also has its place, um, 
but unfortunately it's a very limited test set um, and you don't necessarily have you know the board power up device programming JTAG testing through connector testing and so on and so forth so we've been breaking down the process and I appreciate all your insights so far what I want to do now is uh, talk money a little bit uh, so I'm curious what market or broader industry dynamics are shaping uh, budget considerations for manufacturers as they look for an ICT quote and how are those budget considerations impacting their approach front to back to seeking an ICT quote? That's that's a pretty complex question. I'll try to break it down a little bit. Uh, so, as, as I mentioned earlier, there's mission critical type of, of products that customers do not have as, as many budget constraints for. There is always a budget, but they don't have as many constraints for like uh, a medical mill arrow uh, network uh, communications. Uh, those are things, the items where if they don't work, we could have a catastrophe. Uh, then we move into the automotive, where when you you have the advent of self-driving or self-directional cars, uh, radar systems in the cars now. So you have many things that are in the automotive side that are almost as mission critical as in the mill aero side of it. So we have to look at uh, the cost drivers versus the test that's that is a result of the cost drivers. And right now we're seeing uh, almost the fact that we want to test everything. We want to test as much of this printed circuit board as, as humanly possible or physically possible, let's say. Uh, so that's the cost driver right now because we have a shortage in the pre, this is the uh, post-pandemic uh, world we live in now. Uh, in the post-pandemic world, we're seeing shortages and supply chain issues of componentry that are on the circuit boards so we want to make sure that any circuit board or we i say we collectively as an industry we want to make sure that those circuit boards that are manufactured with scarce components are going to work immediately out of the box in our manufacturing cycles we are we are getting the components on the printed circuit boards correctly and not wasting any precious uh, components that are in a short supply right now. Beyond that, um, when we had pre-pandemic uh, manufacturing, a lot of it was regionalized and everything was made in a certain region of the world and then we had the different clusters in different regions uh, worldwide. And now that we have the post-pandemic, we have to live with, we were too regionalized. Everything came out of one region of the world and now we find that's not the best for for marketing and for companies health wise uh, meaning if we have the pandemic shut down in one region am i totally crippled uh, so we've seen the big push by oems in the in the past nine months hey we got to diversify our manufacturing locations we have to set up new uh, supply chains and that's worked wonderfully for circuit check because as a worldwide company we can cover many regions of the world and give that support to those customers and what that allows us to do uh, is kind of step in and 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 act as the oem's test advisor when they buy a turnkey from circuit check they know they can get the support in one region if they decide to uh, uh, have 
multiple locations for manufacturing, just duplicate the first test set and let's move it someplace else. Or if they decide to actually move that test set to another region, we are there to help them move that and make sure that we have support in the new region. So it's worked out real well for the way our business model is set up. Um, so the, the big thing is, is it works well for the OEMs, uh, a little a little bit differently for the contract manufacturers when they have the ownership of the uh, test sets. Do they have and is that uh, particular product going to be shifted to their own location in another uh, manufacturing region? So it, it works out better for the OEM, but at the same time with the contract manufacturer, we probably have support in, in the regions that they're also have manufacturing into. Yes, Neil. I mean, we've Circuit Check has been um, successful with transitioning um, turnkey projects um, from one contract manufacturer to another. Um, you know, a good example of that is <clears throat> um, a, a, a very large medical customer uh, decided that uh, they wanted to move a, a product line from. Um, Asia into um, uh, South America, into Mexico. And, and what they needed is they needed a partner uh, to be able to not only um, develop the software, uh, but also build the fixtures. And, you know, CircuitCheck has been successful with uh, implementing, um, working with the transition team of these very large companies uh, and the new contract manufacturer to bring these products back online. Absolutely. That's been one of the strengths and one of the reasons the OEMs come to Circuit Check is for that uh, worldwide reach we have. I want to follow up on that distinction that you brought up, Neil, between uh, uh, OEMs needing an ICT fixture and contract manufacturers needing an ICT fixture. For this last leg of the broadcast, what I want to do is basically lay out what those traditional approaches look like for those two scenarios and then offer some strategies for what should you be looking for in your broader quote, as well as in your partner to uh, make that scenario effective and proactive. So again, what would you say is the sort of traditional OEM scenario and approach to ICT projects? Uh, give us sort of your, your elevator pitch analysis there and uh, where you see some of the gaps as well as strategies. Sure. So some of the things when you think about an OEM, uh, we think about an, an automotive OEM. Their name is on the, the, the final assembler is on the automobile you drive. So they're responsible for all the parts in that particular uh, automobile. You know, when, when, when you buy it, you take it back to that dealer because they sold it to you and it's their name on it. Same thing with OEMs versus contract manufacturers. The OEM has a large stake in how they perform the test, who they, who they select for the test, who they select to manufacture their particular products because their name is on the outside of the box and on the product that they uh, are selling. So the same thing with the, that OEM is going to come back to circuit check and say, well, we need this board tested and, and they'll give us some parameters for the testing. And they usually have a, a, a longer cycle from design con concept right through the manufacturing and the first steps of manufacturing uh, in their selected, either their location or the selected contract manufacturer. So because they have a longer line, we have a more runway to look at the test and offer suggestions on how we can get the best test for that particular board or sets of boards. 
And I think that's the big thing that coming to Circuit Check and talking about test. That's all they're going to talk about. They're not going to talk to us about the manufacturing cycle, the, the packaging, and, and everything like that. They just want to know about the test. How can we get the most test for the buck? So they have a laser focus with us on that test cycle and what can we test versus an OEM. The OEM has said, well, I've, I've got this thing starting on, in, on Q4, so I need to have my test fixture ready for Q4. Well, this might be the second week of the last week of Q3 and it's I just need it fast I need to hit this date I need it fast so there's a little bit different uh, uh, urgency one to get it out fast the other one is we're planning we've got design reviews we got uh, planning back and forth uh, and more strategically oriented discussions on how do we test this portion versus that portion and then there's always the big what if what if this fails? How do we collect that and collect the data for that and find out why we find these failures in either the functional test or the systems test? And how do we drive that back up into the in-circuit side of it? So there's a lot more uh, discussions and analyzation of the data when we work with uh, OEM from start to finish. Uh, and Joe, you dig into that a lot with, with your uh, uh, position on a daily basis, so you might be able to uh, drive some other points home there. Uh, yes, correct. When we typically have an OEM come to us for a, a turnkey project, we're working directly with them and partners um, out there, software partners out there. So, you know, typically they will come to us with a, with a data set and they will, you know, we want the best test we can get and you know we will analyze the data we'll you know check test access um, you know ch check what other test schemes um, that we can run at in circuit tests that might allow for some elimination of some downstream testing um, at, at, at the functional level. And, you know, once again, what that does is when you're eliminating downstream testing at a functional level, not only are you speeding that test up um, but you're also doing it at in-circuit tests that will allow a lot higher fault isolation so uh, cheaper debug and ch cheaper troubleshooting um, you know typically when we have a contract manufacturer come to us um, you know they're coming to us for a fixture only they've already done all that analysis um, with their own OEM customers and and we are building a fixture to you know their specifications and you know typically that involves through connector testing um, you know dual stage fixturing um, you know we see more and more requirements um, um, for thermal mitigation at uh, in circuit test um, and stuff like that so um, I don't know I guess uh, Neil any more thoughts on that well if you don't mind I'm actually gonna jump in here and move us to the second scenario there which is the contract manufacturer scenario so uh, as you expand here could you just draw some distinctions what is the uh, the same and what is different between how an OEM versus a contract manufacturer does and should approach uh, an ICT project? So don't get me wrong, we love working with CMs and we do a lot of a lot of work with uh, contract manufacturers and uh, so I don't I don't want to make it sound uh, it's it's a different approach. But with the OEM, they have a much longer uh, if you call it a run runway, so we can start much. 
earlier in the process, whereas contract manufacturer is typically, I'm ready to manufacture the circuit board. And they have had their internal groups look at test analysis and test access and things like that. Whereas we, when when we work with the OEM, we may be looking at that design a year before the OEM looks at it. So we can make suggestions for test access and, and things of that nature. So we have a much, much more methodical process and our input is wanted because you got to remember when we build fixtures, it's basically what we do. We, we, we're total test here at Circuit Check. So we're laser focused once again on making sure we get the best test possible. Whereas when we work with the contract manufacturer, we don't have that ability to suggest changes to that printed circuit board. They've already got the circuit boards, the bare boards manufactured that are not populated with the uh, components yet. So those are probably already in procurement cycle by the time they come to Circuit Check to have the test fixture made. So working more direct with the OEMs, we have uh, we have some design uh, challenges that can be overcome working that way. But with the contract manufacturer, we don't have that design, so we're more into a let's make it happen with what we have available scenario. And we do a very good job with that. Uh, uh, because we've we've got the experience in the industry of okay we we don't have test access with typical uh, industry standard test points so what will we do Joe mentioned side access units and what that actually is is if you've looked at circuit boards with any type of conductorization on them you'll notice well how do we access those signals through a connector we can plug in a connector we can we can make a mechanical uh, actuators that plug into those connectors to allow us to have access to those circuits and continue that style of, of test as, as if we were going to use test probes on test pads in a printed circuit board. So we, we kind of work a little bit differently with the, with the contract manufacturers because we don't have the input. We don't have the, the ability to suggest changes for their uh, design where we do have that with the OEM. So we're just working with a much shorter runway. And typically the, the, the end of that runway, the takeoff point is exactly the same with the CM as it is with the OEM. So the, the added runway and in, in, in takeoff time is, 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 is just compressed. And uh, after 40 some years of building fixtures, circuit check has, they can do both, both scenarios pretty well. Um, but it's always helpful if we could have some input on how your test can be more thorough or can be more reliable and repeatable at the final stages of in-circuit test. Yes, I would agree, Neil, um, with you with regards to, uh, you know, the distinction between a contract manufacturer and an OEM is is typically you see a lot shorter runway um, to get a project completed with a contract manufacturer than you do with an OEM. You know, an OEM coming to circuit check, they... Uh, they can control their own destiny. They can start way in advance. They can have their test strategy, you know, defined. They can work with um, circuit check, you know, designed for test analysis and stuff like that, where they might not have the opportunity at the, um, at the contract manufacturer level. Um, another consideration is that circuit check partners with several different um, software providers out there and each software provider um, you know they have their own 
uh, niche set of of skills. They can all do. They are all well qualified. Um, don't get me wrong, um, but some of them um, they do things slightly different, different types of techniques than other ones. And what that allows is, you know, that allows uh, circuit check uh, to be very flexible. And you know, basically, you know, when we partner with these, we have several test engineers um, and several different companies that we can pick from. Where a contract manufacturer they might not have uh, the particular skill set to do this type of test that might allow them, you know, a higher test level. And once again, it's all about reducing costs. So the, the further upstream that you can find these faults, the cheaper it is to repair and correct as opposed to downstream. So allowing circuit check with our partners, um, circuit check with our partners um, to define um, and, and, and I think you try to say we, we, circuit check can define the skill set required and select that skill set required for the complexity of the circuit board, whereas the uh, CM doesn't may not have that flexibility of, of the skill set match. They may have more of a skill set mismatch that would cause uh, maybe not a, not as thorough a test. Did I hit it for you, Joe? Or yeah, I mean the point I was trying trying to make, I guess, is that you know when. If, if the OEM isn't controlling their destiny and allowing a company like CircaCheck uh, to kind of uh, branch out and be able to pick the best partner um, for their particular project, uh, you know, they might have a contract manufacturer, um, you know, with test engineers that might not have these skill sets. I guess that's a point that I was trying to make. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think we've, we've nailed that one with the skill set. Uh, uh, approach and and that's one of the most successful things that happened because w- as we see the complexity of the board we can also go back to the and, and match that skill set we do it internally too we match the skill set of our engineering team to the complexity of the test required and we also do the same thing with the uh, complexity of the actual test that's required for that board uh, which gives a lot of flexibility and uh, for us and and provides a much better test for a our uh, OEM and also for our contract manufacturers too uh, because we can match that same skill set up for the contract manufacturers we do for the OEMs uh, and in the end having that right skill set write the test correctly is going to save time and money by having the uh, most thorough and, and Joe will tell you and I will tell you too the repeatable test uh, it's got to be repeatable. The test on, on board number one's got to be the same as the test on board uh, 5.5 million because we, we need to catch all of the uh, uh, faults. So the repeatability and reliability of the test equipment is uh, paramount. All right, y'all, we're running up. Uh, sorry, Joe, we're actually running up towards the end of our, um, our show here. So what I want to do is just pose one last question for y'all, which is really just sort of an in-summary look at what we've just talked about. If you don't mind, just kind of communicating all of this down to what should customers be looking for uh, out of their partner and partnerships uh, when bringing on a third party, when bringing on a circuit check, for example, to integrate their ICT fixtures, what are some of those just core in summary metrics that you think are, are really essential for customers to be looking for and why? Um, yeah, I think, you know, in my opinion, when a customer is coming to circuit check, whether it's an OEM or a contract manufacturer, I mean, they got to find a good fit. So, you know, what it, it, it 
does their partner, do they have the experience? Do they have the reputation? Um, do they have the support locations? Do they have the technical knowledge? Do they have enough partners that they can partner with to find the right fit for uh, their particular um, in-circuit test application? So um, I think that's, that's probably, those points are probably the biggest takeaway. Oh, I, I got to agree. It's, it's the, uh, they come to us for the test. Circuit check, your job is to find the best solution for this test, whether it's the skill set issue, the mechanical issue, the speed to market issue. They come to us for the, the what we what we had talked about earlier, the turnkey process. Now, it's circuit check's job to match up the skill set required for the complexity of my circuit board, A, to meet my budget, meet my time frame, and also meet the, meet the test requirements and exceed the test requirements that we put in front of you. And as a as, as circuit check can do, we, we can match those skill sets up and we have the ability to match all those skill sets up and give them the most thorough test possible. And again, efficiency, being thorough and creating that repeatability is really, at the end of the day, what's going to ensure a quality ICT fixture. And uh, you know, from what I've heard from both of y'all today, Seems like Circuit Check is there to help make that happen. So thank you so much to both of you. I really appreciate your breakdown today here for uh, how to approach an ICT quote process uh, from top to bottom. What are the main metrics that influence these decisions for customers and how they can strategize around that process to make it one that is not only seamless and, and easy to get through, uh, but also one that pays off in the long term and has a lot of positive domino effects for the entire process. So thank you again to both of you for your thought leadership today. We've been joined today by Neil Adams, Senior Manager of ICT and Account Management at CircuitCheck, and Joe Prohoda, Account Manager at CircuitCheck. And Neil and Joe, uh, if folks want to find out more about CircuitCheck's approach here to the broader ICT ecosystem, uh, how can they reach out or how can they learn more? Well, they can certainly uh, go to our website, CircuitCheck, www.circuitcheck.com. They can also reach out to their uh, personal business development engineer in their territory. They can call myself. They can call Joe. Uh, we're always available, and uh, they know how to reach us. Perfect. All right, Neil, Joe, thank you again to both of you. It's really been a pleasure. Daniel, thank you. And thank you everyone for watching another episode of On Deck with Circuit Check, a Circuit Check podcast. If you like what you heard and saw and want some more episodes, make sure you're heading to our website, circuitcheck.com. Again, circuitcheck.com. And subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of On Deck with Circuit Check.